right, well, we're recording. Um, this is Kaiju Transmissions. Uh, I'm Bird. Who are you again? Uh, this is Matt, and uh, I'm cooler than Bird or something. I don't know. That's my that's my new introduction. All right. How you been? Uh, really busy. How about you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we both have really demanding jobs that we both like to complain about. Yeah, it's stupid. But, you know. <laughs> Work is stupid. Life is monstrous, or something. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Please, please just delete that off yeah. the podcast. So we're here, I guess now. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked about Godzilla. So um, going back to our series recap, uh, we're going to talk about the Heisei series today. Uh, a little behind the scenes knowledge: this is actually take two of this episode, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, somebody uh, named Bird somehow lost the original recording no that wasn't me (laughs) someone else lost it (laughs) but you know what i'm okay with that because it gives me an opportunity to talk about the fact that i got to meet satsuma who obviously played godzilla uh during the heisei films at fandom fest so like i met him at fandom fest and it was one of the coolest things ever so i'm going to be talking about that a little bit uh, during the during the episode today. Uh, yeah, and if you want to know more about that, you, you can go back and listen to our convention episode where uh, Matt and our friend Eric talk all about that. Isn't that right? <laughs> it was a great time, man. I, I still uh, I, I still have like a high from from Fandom Fest. Like it has not worn off yet. Um, but yeah, uh, I I mean it's I don't know. Uh, usually doing a second take on something sometimes you can get through it quicker um you know sometimes things sound a little bit more tightened up which it probably won't this time uh we lost we lost some good stuff though was it was that the one where we started talking about jason x for no reason oh crap yeah i think it was well we can talk about jason x if you're i mean i'm always down for talking about jason x which is your favorite no i think you i think you called it the best movie ever made at one point right that is the worst movie not ever made but it's it's definitely a no you know what jason goes to hell is is somehow still worse oh yeah jason x is is awesome come on man Uh, the only awesome shot is like when he gets blown out of the spaceship like towards the other spaceship (laughs) like what am i watching Jason um, X is one of those movies that it's so stupid that it's it's not brilliant. It's so stupid that like it's almost brilliant. <laughs> it's, now it, are you one does, of, are you one of those guys that thinks it should have been like more serious? Oh Lord, no. Okay, no, good because because the screenwriter always uh, Todd Farmer. He's always bitching about how you know he wrote this very serious script that was like you know uh, serious sci-fi horror like alien and then you know they they turn it into like a goofy thing and he's all mad about that and but and you know a lot of fans are like yeah they should have you know kept that but i i jason in space is too stupid an idea for me to take seriously yeah (laughs) yeah that's the thing like once you take jason to space it's like leprechaun in space which actually happened apparently i don't i've seen it (laughs) please tell me that that is like the worst movie ever or maybe the uh, best movie ever. He turns and he turns. I mean, he turns giant at the end. Oh, that sounds atrocious. Now I need to watch it. And, or like, uh, what about Leprechaun back in the hood or something? <laughs> I've seen all of them. 
Leprechaun back in the hood. It was Leprechaun in the hood, and then they went. They did Leprechaun back to the hood. Oh my gosh, it's even worse. And he raps in them. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have to track those down now because I've only seen the original, which is like still not good, but cannot be as atrocious as what you just described. And also in Leprechaun in Space, there's a part where like (laughs) he like I don't even remember how he does this, but like. He, like, uh, he dies and, like, maybe he doesn't die, but, like, his, like, spirit or something. Like, he turns into a mist and, like, flies into a guy's penis. <laughs> and then later on, like, the guy's about to have sex with a girl and, like, he, the guy, like, pees out the leprechaun and it, like, kills him. That That sounds like shades of Jason goes to hell because he transfers bodies by... <laughs> Yeah. Up the girls like what is wrong with these movies? at the beginning of jason goes to hell when the guy just like inexplicably picks up a, his heart and eats it yeah like what what screenwriter was like oh we're just gonna make this guy a uh heart eating cannibal man like i don't know on? i the, but no man jason x uh he kills david cronenberg at the beginning there's that part where like uh yeah him and the the one guy get <laughs> Get shot out into space at the end. <laughs> it's got the part where he uh, like smashes the girl's head with the. Now that is that is the That's best awesome. one of the best kills in the, in this series. Actually, yeah. I love that kill. People but yeah, are probably <laughs> yeah. People are probably wondering why we're talking about Jason on a Godzilla podcast. But I don't. Uh, I don't know. We got sidetracked. Jason is a character like Godzilla, where I think uh, I think like that series is judged like is. I mean, you could say it with anything, but I think fans of that series and fans of the Godzilla series, more than anything, they just want to see, like, Jason do cool stuff. And I think it's the same with Godzilla. Like, if you have, like, a lot of good Godzilla stuff in a movie, like, the fans are going to like it regardless, almost. Like, Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, pretty, that's a pretty fair point. Like, Jason, you and, have... Jason and Godzilla are two of, like, the only uh, movie characters where, or fictional characters where, like, they're, they're, they're a... All like they're the they're movie stars. Like it's it's very strange because you don't really get that a lot. Like you know people. I mean maybe it's because neither of them are like you know speaking roles or anything, so they're not like as obsessed with who's playing them. I mean some people are, I guess, but <laughs> but yeah, it, people go to see see them do cool things, and I think that that's like. The fans want that even in a bad... If, if, you, if you put that in a bad movie, the fans will still like it anyway. Yeah, I, I probably would. I, would, I think oh, I would Oh, I certainly would. Yeah. Like, I love the Friday the 13th movies, but, like, I don't know how many of them I would say are, like, actual, like, good movies. Like, they're they're good because, like, Jason's awesome in them. Like, that, <laughs> that that's why they're good, you know? Yeah, you're not watching, like, top-notch acting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that's not what you're watching them for um so without uh uh i guess further delay um so we've already made up for our lost jason x tangent um uh you know there was a noveliz- novelization of jason x oh that's gotta be horror bad yeah my my buddy trev i don't know if he has it or if he's read it but uh they did that, then they did, like, Jason X versus, like, like it was, like, the Jason from Jason X, like, went back in time and fought, like, another Jason or something. I don't know. <laughs> These were novels. Like, 
and someone out there like read them and someone published them and they were sold <laughs> <laughs> um novelizations are weird man well like unless they were like self-published that's different yeah but and they still make them too which is even weirder um, yeah. The Godzilla 2014 novelization wound up on the bestsellers list for some reason. Did you know that? Didn't know that. Never, never read it. I don't know that I've ever like, read. Why? I don't. That's so weird. Like, I guess sometimes they can be fun to read because they might be based off of like earlier scripts. So like they'll they'll have a lot of stuff that's different. But like overall, I don't know. I they're always they've always been a weird phenomena. Like, but you know what? They they must do well because every. Almost every major movie has like some sort of novelization that comes out with yeah. it. At least, at least here. I read the I've read the Waterworld novelization, but I've never seen the movie. Does that Wait, make what? Me? You've never seen Waterworld? <laughs> no. I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. <laughs> Is it weird that I I've read the novelization and not seen the movie? Well, I mean, I've seen the movie, and the most memorable memorable thing is he drinks his own pee. So. Yeah, that's the, that's actually the the very beginning. <laughs> I know that's all I remember <laughs> about it, really. Oh um, boy, um, man, we're getting way off track. I don't know. <laughs> I, we're both tired. It's a Thursday night, uh, but okay. So uh, I guess we're we're gonna go through the Heisei movies, which uh, there's I think seven of them, and um, but before we get into that. Um, I guess, uh, the biggest thing that has been announced since our last episode is the announcement of the next Japanese Godzilla movie. Isn't that right? It's correct. The, uh, Godzilla anime, which we don't really know anything about, except that it's going to be the 3D... CG anime style, which I don't know if you know much about that bird, but I'm not... Kind of? Sort of? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really the biggest fan of that approach. It's just like some stuff in in the show will, will kind of look th- 3D-ish, and I don't know. It's kind of... Uh, I know Netflix just produced like their first anime series, and... Um... You know, it's it's from what I understand, it's a combination of 2D animation and CG animation. Yeah, pretty much. And and really as long as this new anime, this movie, I guess, uh is is good, then then I can overlook the <laughs> the 3D CG right. stuff. Um, Did you ever see like um I'm trying to think of the I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a show that's well known that you might have actually seen cause I, but my mind is so fried right now. I can't even <laughs> I can't even think of anything. Polygon Pictures is the company that is doing the actual animation, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they do the Transformers show, Transformers Prime. Uh, they do a, a Tron show. They actually do the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars show, that was actually on Cartoon Network. So people are probably actually are probably familiar with their work. Um, they've also done Ultraman. They actually did the Ultraman Cosmos two movie back in two thousand two, and uh, a Ghost in the Shell movie. So they have a pretty impressive um, span of work. And you're, you've probably seen some stuff that that they've put that they put out. So so Toho is um, they have a pretty good studio to work with. And I'm trying to think of the the guy directing it. I can't even think of his name at the moment. It's uh, Gen Urochi, who I guess is anime people know who he is. I don't. I'm not as immersed in that world, so I haven't heard of him. He he makes uh, or no, that's the writer 
Um, but I yeah, guess he's, he's a... like a big, a big deal, I, I suppose. Yeah, he's the he's the big draw, I think, for the for the show. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that he's done because I've actually seen some of it. Um, like uh, Psychopaths. Yeah, Psychopaths is actually a pretty good show. Um, uh, Fate Zero, which is good. Black Lagoon. He apparently he had a, had to, some stuff to do with the the manga, which was eventually converted to uh, an anime, and that's that's actually an awesome show. And he's also very well known for like his. Uh, a nihilistic kind of dark take on stuff. So I'm not sure what, what that's going to look like if, the, if those themes um, come through for the movie for Godzilla. Like, I'm not really sure what that's going to look like at all. He also did this crazy uh, Magi, Madoka, Magica. I don't know what this thing's called. And see, there's my butchering of, of, the, of a show name about like these schoolgirl anime chicks that like kill each other. That's incredibly brutal and violent like for the first three episodes you have no idea what you're watching and then all of a sudden they start blood and body parts go everywhere so uh yeah i mean like it, it, it's the guy writing it has a pretty big um following he's well known so hopefully that you know much like ano and higuchi for shin godzilla this would be a draw for the anime godzilla film for toho yeah um and uh the director is Kobun Shizuno, who, uh, again, something is... I, I guess he did some Fist of the North Star, which I'm kind of familiar with. That's like a really violent anime where people, like, get yeah. holes punched in them. <laughs> that show's insane. That, <laughs> that entire thing is insane. And something called Detective Conan, which... <laughs> or, did, or Conan? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what that is. Do you? Um, I, I've not seen it. I, I've heard of it, but it does have. Is it about Conan Do- Conan O'Brien? Like no, it's like it's, it's. So it came to the U.S. as a show called um, Case Closed, and um, it's basically like this very young-looking kid who solves cases, and he's he's like a he's apparently been chemically turned into a child. <laughs> it's, it's like a weird. What? There was even a crossover between like him and and Lupin. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's insane, but it it actually is a very good um, like it, it's very high regard. I know it's highly regarded. It's probably a show I need to watch. Huh? Yeah. Um, Conan. Well, yeah. I, well, is it Conan or Conan? That's the same debate know. people have about Conan O'Brien. Is it Conan or Conan? I just that dude's a giant. He's a giant redheaded, just monster. Like yeah, he should tall. be. Yeah, he should be a kaiju, <laughs> especially if he's going to be a detective. Also, that's that's insane. Especially if he's like chemically turned into a kid. I don't understand anime sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, they released a very odd poster. Uh, yeah, I which I, I I really don't understand. Like, you could take the words Godzilla, the Godzilla title off of it. It looks like Halo to me. <laughs> it looks oh, like yeah. the. Well, I'm 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 too old and lame that I'm out of touch with video games now. I, I it looked like to me like something out of like Prometheus or something. It's like a yeah. spaceship with some people in suits looking at like a uh, like Jungle. a big landscape. Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure what to make of that. So, and it's just and it's also just called Godzilla as opposed to being called Gojira. So, like, yeah. I don't. 
that's that's an interesting uh... well yeah and if there's anything we need it's more movies that are just simply called godzilla yeah i think uh they've they've kind of had their run but this is one of those things where if the movie does well there's a couple trends going in japan where like they could just release a bunch of different movies um instead of releasing like an actual show so instead of having like a 20 12 episode or 24 episode show or whatever they could just do like four movies and that's kind of a trend that's happening so we could see that we could see a, a spin-off you know who knows i don't know i just want to see what godzilla looks like at this point um yeah i mean it's you know i think that a, a lot of people feel like a animated uh godzilla or at least an anime godzilla from japan is kind of overdue which um i feel like if the japanese are going to keep doing godzilla something like this or even just being on tv um would be like the best the best option <clears throat> yeah there's also some people that hate the idea <laughs> so, I don't... why though like who cares that grouchy old men i don't i don't know they're doing. They're trying to do something in a different medium, uh, like it's not a sequel to Shin Godzilla. Like just like why 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 are people upset about that? I, people are just gonna get upset about anything that happens. Well, for the same reason that before Shin Godzilla happened, people were upset that you know in 2014 Godzilla was all CG because you know they wanted to see the Tokusatsu effects and blah blah blah. Well, now they're they're going to be mad about the anime, and then when uh, it comes out, they'll well, probably that, that's be, oh, this is this is from Japan, so it's okay. We like it now. Well, yeah, of course. Um, and then uh, I get nothing else has really come up as far as news goes. Um, we had uh, some events. Uh, I guess the most uh, uh, relevant and prominent would be the Mothra Rift tracks, which I went to, when did I do that? <laughs> On Tuesday. I feel like we're both sleepy right now or something. What is wrong with us? I don't know. This is, this is, I don't know. Hopefully this, this. We apologize to everybody. Con- yeah, this, hopefully this can remain <laughs> controlled. Uh, which I went to on Tuesday, which you did not go to on Tuesday because you're yeah. stupid well, or something. Yeah, life, life happened and work made me sleepy and i decided to take a nap instead which i feel terrible about but yet at the same point i probably would have fallen asleep during the movie that's how tired i've been this week at work <laughs> um but no it was it was a really good time um it was a great print which from what i understand uh was uh, a stream of the of a 35 millimeter print that they were showing um in kentucky tennessee Wherever, wherever, like the li- the live show happened, um, and uh, it they, it was hilarious too, um, and uh, I think it for those who don't know, Rift Tracks is uh, some former Mystery Science Theater um, crew members, pretty much doing the same thing uh, without the the aliases and the puppets, and I think that. Uh, Mr. Rift Tracks, well, Mystery Science Theater in general, which, I mean, we'll do a whole episode on, on that at some point, uh, so, hopefully relatively soon, but I, it's it's very strange because I, I think that a lot of kaiju fans grew up watching Mystery Science Theater, and for some people that might be, like, the first time they even saw any of these, but then there's also people that just 
are outright just are are completely against it because they feel like it's making something that they like into a joke. Um, and so when Mothra, which is, you know, for for us, considered like a classic piece of, of kaiju filmmaking, was announced as the next live event, that it ruffled some feathers. And, I mean, I don't know if if the people that were upset by that announcement are people that are familiar with what these guys do or not. Um, but I will tell you that, uh, at least in my experience and from my understanding, you know, part of the reason these guys do what they do is because that they're fans like us. And um, their riff on Mothra was, was very, I thought, tasteful. Um, it was respectful. Uh, you know, I mean, you're going to get the occasional toy car joke or whatever which i think there were maybe like four jokes in the in this whole thing that i would consider uh like uh something that people were worried about um and the rest i mean they're they're not making fun of the movie they're making fun of it i mean and and it's the same thing with mystery science theater it's it's more observational humor they're the jokes are stemming from um you know uh little pieces of dialogue or situations or even certain shots um, or edits. Like, uh, at least the American version version of Mothra has some very jarring uh, edits. Um, and, you know, I mean, the, it's, the, those are the kinds of things that they're riffing on. They're not, they're not doing the thing of, oh, look, how, look at the cheesy effects or whatever. That's, that's really not what they do. Um, and even in Mystery Science Theater, I didn't necessarily think that that was what they did either. Um, I think that's just kind of the reputation they have with a lot of protective fans. Uh, and it's, and look, it's one thing to, for you to be like, okay, look, the idea of these guys just talking over movies and making jokes over movies, it's not my thing. You know, that's fine. Sure. But I, I, I don't think that it's, something to be upset about because they they don't make fun of a movie because it's bad that they, they make fun of a movie because it's it's they pick a movie they want to do and they write material for it and if you look at rift i mean not only mystery science theater has done some great movies but even rift tracks like they did night of the living dead um hey, like lord of the rings yeah they've done lord of the rings they did uh <laughs> they did memento which is one of the best movies ever. Ever, basically. yeah. Um, <laughs> and widely regarded as such. Like, they've yeah. done The Dark Knight. Um, I mean, it's just what these guys do. I think people should kind of maybe tone it back a little bit and understand, you know, these aren't just Joe Schmoes making fun of the things that we think everybody makes fun of with these kaiju movies. They're, they're, they're professional comedians. Um and and this is what they they do they write their material they rehearse their material um they're professionals they're not just you know two random or three random people <laughs> you know saying oh look at look at you can see the strings on a plane isn't that funny ha 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 no they're actual they're professional comedians that you know they they know that doing jokes like about the dubbing or like the dubbing not matching the lips or like certain things like uh 
model models or strings or whatever they know that's the easy joke they that's not what they want to do and in the mothra presentation they only re- reverted that back to that maybe four four times or so um and other than that it's observational humor about you know the situations coming up in the movie it's I, and so I, I didn't think it was anything worth the, I guess, minor controversy with with some of the people that are very protective of this movie, because we all love this movie. But, yeah. you know, I mean, and, you know, I mean, like, Mothra doesn't show up until, like, 45 minutes in. They make jo- jokes about that. Like, I mean, that's the kind of thing that they do. And I, I don't, I, I think that a lot of people mistake what they do as, as kind of, like, People they mistake these guys as people that think they're like above the material they're presenting, but the fact is that they they they're right on the level with it, and they that's kind of I would think their perception of things. I mean, they even said before they were like, yeah, if you guys don't know who we are, I mean, just ignore us and just enjoy the movie because it's a great print that we have. Like, I don't think they would say something like that if they were. Just trying to tear down a movie, you know. So, did, did you have fun? Like, did, did you enjoy? It? Was the humor? Um, was it funny? Did you have fun? Oh did you yeah. Away? Oh, I had a blast, and it was hilarious. I've been to a, quite a few of the Rift Tracks live. Um, I went to the Godzilla '98 one. Um, I went to Anaconda House on <laughs> House on Haunted Hill. I Anaconda did. would have been hilarious. And. Um, and yeah, this this might be one of the best ones. Like they make a lot of jokes about how about Nelson, you know, the yeah. villain in the movie, yeah. because he's so like over the top evil. Like uh, they <laughs> they the and I guess this is one of my favorite jokes. And also going back to what I was saying about like it's observational humor. At the end, the whole reason Nelson even stops to get shot is because for no reason he just stops and takes a ca- an old man's cane. Just because he's an asshole, he just he just goes up to an old man and starts stealing his cane, and that's what stalls him and gets him shot by him. And, and and you know that's what the joke was. It was like, oh, I would still be alive if I didn't steal this man's cane. Like, like that. That's that's the kind of thing that they're doing. They're not they're not making fun of. They're not doing a whole presentation about how about outdated special effects or anything like that. It's it's very tasteful and it's very fun and just sit back and and let loose and enjoy it and i mean when i watch these movies with my friends like we'll we'll do the same thing like we i mean we don't talk over the whole thing but like if we see something that we think is kind of silly or you know a line of dialogue that we think is like kind of strange like i mean we'll comment on it and <laughs> and honestly I, I i mean i love these movies as much as anyone but i mean there are going to be certain effects shots or something in certain movies that you know are gonna make you kind of giggle a little bit like uh one that always gets me is king kong versus godzilla why when king kong is holding the girl why is the girl the same size as the train (laughs) like i mean (laughs) i I mean i I love these movies as much as any anyone else out there listening but uh, like you gotta kind of be able to have fun with it and i mean let's not pretend that these movies don't have some effects shots that might be kind of kind of silly looking let's not pretend that uh you know they they don't have plot inconsistencies and just because you you can have fun uh, like pointing those things out, it doesn't make you any less of a fan, and it doesn't even need to be disrespectful of the movie that you're watching. Like, 
I love King Kong versus Godzilla, but I'm still going to laugh every time I see that, and I'm still going to laugh at the hideous King Kong suit. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a matter of just kind of having fun with the things that you enjoy, and I, I really think that it's very important, especially the older we all get, to to have a healthy sense of humor about the things that that you love, you know? I mean, it's the same thing as, you know, having a sense of humor about yourself in a way, you know? I mean, it's it's healthy to be able to make fun of yourself, and it, it's healthy to be able to laugh at the, the things that you love Love also. like. Yeah, we, we don't want to be Gran Torino, get off my lawn, old yeah. men. <laughs> Just everything makes you upset. But yeah, it, it was a great time. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean... I, I could I could go on for another twenty minutes just telling you like <laughs> different jokes that I thought were hilarious. A lot of them are also like from the the dub, which unfortunately common back in the day was very um, racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah. And and so you know, again, let's not pretend that this stuff is always perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, it was it was great. Uh, I'm I'm very glad that I went, um, and uh, I I really hope that more pe- more fans out there than not were able to go. Um, and it's like the the Rift Tracks guys themselves said: it, it, if you're not enjoying them, at least enjoy seeing that a great print of Mothra on the big screen. And uh, so yeah, and, and hopefully more people were able to kind of put their put their guard down and and uh and check this out and enjoy it and and it's also it's i mean it's not very common that we have any kaiju related anything going on here in the states so of the people that i saw and interacted with like on facebook and stuff who actually went to see it i I don't think there was any of them that really had many bad things to say like the worst thing that i that i saw was they felt maybe some of the humor was not as good as other Mm-hmm. Uh, riffs, but like that's probably the worst critique I yeah. saw. And I mean, like anything, like it's like not all the jokes are gonna be great, you know. Every now and then you'll get one that is uh, falls flat or whatever. But it's the same thing with like how many comedy movies do you go to where every single joke is funny, you know? I mean, yeah, that's just that's comedy. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was awesome, and uh, I I I really. I don't know. We'll get more into this on the Mystery Science Theater episode, but I mean, would you agree that a lot of the people maybe within our fandom that really hate these guys kind of, maybe they haven't ever watched like a whole episode or they're just going off of like uh, like their interpretation or their perception of what they do rather than what they actually do? Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of it too is they, they simply don't want to see certain movies rift but as we talked about earlier like they've done the dark knight and lord of the rings and stuff so like it's not they're not singling out what they consider bad movies or singling out movies that they actually enjoy doing like even even godzilla versus megalon from like mystery science theater 3000 which by the way is my preferred version of the film <laughs> um it's a great episode it, it, it's hilarious and, it, and it's not making fun of the movie as you said is it, it's just kind of like situational humor taking advantage of like stuff that happens in the film and, and not really making fun of the movie itself all the time, which is a great way to do it because then it doesn't feel like they're just, you know, 
basically making fun of stuff that we as fans really enjoy. Yeah. So that's my take on it anyway. I think a lot of people are just being, as I said earlier, grumpy old men. And they, they liked Mothra so much. It's such like a classic film that they just they didn't want to see it yeah. um, get disrespected. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's fine if you're like, eh, I don't want to see a bunch of people make jokes over a movie I like when I can just watch it. Like, that's fine. But it's the people that really kind of think that these guys are like out to get these movies that's yeah and, and that's not at all what they're doing <laughs> like they like the movie <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i make fun of stuff all the time that i like so i don't yeah. know yeah um then really quickly uh i went to a godzilla art gallery oh, i forgot about that <laughs> in detroit which was uh i i didn't even, i never even heard of this place but uh it's called the Phoenix Cafe, and it's like a little hipster cafe lounge place. Um, and they have, uh, like, a, you know, I guess that they do different art displays, and they were opening their Godz- uh, Godzilla gallery for the month, or I don't know how long it's going to be up. But, um, so I went to that, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It, I, I really liked the little cafe, um, but you know they had some live bands and uh, they had some some interesting acts like they had uh, some like fire jugglers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, it was it was interesting to just go to like a small little local Godzilla related thing. I don't I don't know much about how it started. Uh, maybe the the owner is a fan or something. I don't know. I did notice that like uh, like when I was looking at the 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 venue like uh, I did notice the owner's name and I noticed he likes the podcast so hey that's I don't cool. I don't know if he did that just like to help us because we shared the link for the the opening or what but I mean I, I guess they did this a couple years ago and somehow I didn't hear about it but um, yeah it's a very small place which you know I was expecting it to be very small. Um, and like uh when I walked in there were two old two t- tube TVs in the the front entrance one was playing Mirror Man the other one was playing Johnny Sacco episodes That's awesome. And um you know they alternated with other Japanese shows like Ultraman and stuff. Um and then you know I was just checking out uh, a lot of the pieces mostly it's pretty much all Detroit area artists but um they were a lot of fun. There's uh, there were a lot of like um, Detroit themed ones. Like there was Godzilla fighting a giant uh, statue of Detroit uh, spirit. The statue of the spirit of Detroit, which is in downtown. Um, there was one of Ultraman like giving a thumbs up in front of the General Motors building. Um, yeah, and it was it was it was fun, and I was surprised to see um, so many artists. I mean, realistically, there was probably maybe like. Six or seven, but for something that small, I thought that was a sizable amount. There were maybe forty pieces of art. Um, I'll uh, I'll have to put up some pictures of my favorite ones. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I wanted to stay around to see more of the fire juggling, but you know, the girlfriend was getting tired, so we decided <laughs> we decided to go home and, and go to bed. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was it was really interesting and so, like I'd never seen any Mirror Man before, but I was sitting there and I I watched I, I was watching an episode a couple episodes and it, it was it looked insane. Like I most of these Japanese seventies superhero shows were just like bonkers. <laughs> like I didn't understand what was going on. 
but even if I like, if, even if it was subtitled, I don't think I would know what's going on either. And there was a girl there that like had a big chunk of clay, and throughout the night she was like doing a sculpture of Godzilla. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty awesome. Uh... Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty sweet that you could have so many people come together and do something like that. Yeah, I, I and um, uh, if if they do it again, I, I would I would go check out another gallery, and uh, I have um, some artist friends who've done some Godzilla stuff that would probably uh, like to submit something. Um, but yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so news and events we pretty much have out of the way. Uh, I guess we'll just, I mean, we start at the return of Godzilla, better known here as Godzilla 1985. Um, Which has a DVD release. Ooh, it does. It, officially it, officially soon, but people have already got it from uh, Right Stuff. Is yeah, apparently they, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with waiting for my Amazon order. I mean. Yeah, I do the same thing. I mean, it is true that, like, yeah, it's been unavailable officially, but f- come on, how many of us don't have a bootleg of this movie or something? <laughs> like, we all have it. Let's not yeah. pretend this is like, um, uh, which is um, nine years after Terror of Mechagodzilla, um, and isn't it weird to think that was only nine years? It definitely seems like a lot more when you compare the tone of both movies. Yeah, and I mean the look of them, the effects, like it's Everything. all yeah. Oh, cool. although Nakano did both effects for both films, and yes, it's still very explodey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, very very much so. Um, uh, and uh, you know, the, at this point, I think Toho uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla, unlike Destroya and Final Wars, it wasn't really intended always to be the last movie. It's just more or less. I mean, we've talked before um, uh, on some of the Showa uh, movies that we've done on previous podcasts about how the 70s was really just uh, – it's a miracle the Japanese film industry even got out of it because it was in such bad shape. Um, and, you know, there were just a lot of scripts that they tried to do. Um, a lot of just uh, – a lot of them were, were really bizarre. Um <laughs> And, you know, for one reason or another, um, they just, they, they didn't end up happening. Um, and, uh, like, uh, some of them are, are pretty well known, like, um, Godzilla versus, uh, the Gargantuas was one of them. Um, there was, uh, uh, like, a a few with, you know, Godzilla fighting different, um, uh, like uh like i guess robotic creatures that never got made um Godzilla versus red moon which is a weird yeah yeah um i think that was a little that w- that was like earlier in the 70s i don't i don't think that was necessarily 70, between 72ish yeah that wasn't between the two eras um uh when was godzilla versus the devil cuz wasn't that around the same time um, that's like one of the most famous ones, but more and more, uh, it's, it's being reported now, nowadays uh, like that, fake. that it was, uh, just kind of like, a like, uh, something that never, never even happened. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I, I guess, I mean, it, it would have been awesome because it's a Godzilla movie being made to capitalize on the exorcist, which 
I mean, I'm a, I'm, I love the exorcist, but, uh, and I, I'm just have no idea how those two would, uh, would ever, you know, collaborate properly and they probably wouldn't collaborate properly, but, um, yeah, the more, um, the more the years go by, it's kind of being, um, debunked as something that, you know, yeah, you're right. Actually, I think, uh, Japanese giants debunked it. Yeah. Which is too bad because that probably would have been awesome. <laughs> Godzilla um, versus the devil. 1980 was uh, there was the script, the reawakening of Godzilla, which was the first appearance of the man. The Bagon, yeah, Bagon, 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 who is a monster that just I, if you talk about a monster with no luck, this this poor thing has been. <laughs> in so many unused scripts, can't, he can't even get a movie against Mothra. Yeah, yeah, because there was Mothra versus Bagon, which was also uh, not used. aborted. <laughs> um, my, fa- it would have been a, a complete like mind fuck of a movie, but um, and and like as a, probably the worst like Godzilla movie, maybe as far as like. Uh, depicting the character, but it's really fascinating, is uh, A Space Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Which would have been done by um, uh, the guy who had directed House, uh, which is, like, uh, one of my favorite, like, 70s Toho movies. It's absolutely insane. Have you seen House? No, but I'm I'm sure that I probably will. (laughs) Yeah, there's an awesome uh, Criterion Blu-ray of it, and the movie's just bonkers. Um, but, uh, in, uh, so I'm going to read you a brief synopsis. Um, in this story, Godzilla is actually an alien named Rosen who is not only pregnant, but dying from diabetes. A group of scientists modify her dying form into a rocket and shoot her and the child into space where they return to their home planet, which is under attack by a warlike race called the Sunarians the baby Godzilla, now called Lilin, combines forces with his father, Kunin, <laughs> and they rally the other pacifist Godzillas to beat back the invading uh, forces. Um, and there is a subplot about a girl named Momo who is psychically connected to Lilin, but it barely serves a purpose past the first part of the story. <laughs> that is that is bonkers. That, is like, <laughs> <laughs> that does not make... Uh, and, and and the planet that Godzilla like well yeah Godzilla dies from diabetes and his body is shot to his home planet turned into a ship <laughs> and shot to his home planet called Godzilla Planet. Yeah, this doesn't. <laughs> what? And I mean... uh, the... <laughs> um, it sounds like Jason X. Actually, this sounds like Jason X. Yeah, and they. Uh... They ended up uh, a Japanese magazine actually ended up like uh getting an artist to illustrate and um and uh and publish like the the treatment and um our our good friends at the Maser Patrol blog uh actually uh translated the whole thing. So if you want to go over to uh Maser Patrol, um you can look up a Space Godzilla and actually read through the whole the whole film which look Oh my lord! I mean, I, I we'll have to put up a link or something because it's it's it would have been the most bonkers movie ever made. 
It definitely it definitely sounds like it. Um, at, at this point, uh, Bagan, Bagan, Bagon. See, I'm just butchering it on purpose at this point. Uh, his crowning achievement was being in Super Godzilla, which was the uh, Super Nintendo video game. Did you ever play that, by the way? Yeah, I had it. I beat it. Yeah, because it was, I was uh... very patient. <laughs> it's it, not really. Like... It's not so much of a game as much as it's a walking simulator. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that, that's fair. Um, but I, you know that game was fine. Um, but that's like really the only thing. And and I don't, why do why do fans why are fans obsessed with this character? Like, can someone rationally? Explain? I don't know. I mean, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that it came so close to being in so many different movies, and then it was in this video game? Like, I really don't. I mean, I know like in the video game he's the final boss, so he's like the most powerful monster in the game. But like, I don't know. This monster has survived so many like. I mean, just well, you got that uh, Nishikawa art book, right? Like, I do. Just in that, like, there's dozen, there's dozens of different designs. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know if a, a monster has had more like concept art drawn of him, and then for that monster to be like, for them to attempt to use this creature in something like four or five, maybe more different projects, like it's it's very bizarre that they kept going back to this well. Um, uh, and some of those designs, they uh, uh, Subaraya ended up using for a couple of shows, like um, Ultraman, uh, um, uh, Great, and I believe, or no, uh, Towards the Future, I think it was the uh, Australian one, and then um, uh, also uh, what was that show? Oh, Gridman, the Subaraya yeah. show, Gridman that was turned into uh, what. Cyber, what was was that goddamn show called? Something Samurai. Samurai, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Jeez, what maniac came up with that title? I don't know, but I loved that show as a kid. It's on DVD, I believe. Yeah, I think they did get a release, actually. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. This this monster has just been kind of all over the place for real, no real reason. Like, he, if you look at other, like, unused monsters, like, he's not, like, he's really not any more interesting. Well, it did take <laughs> some of the concepts from the Super Godzilla film and create that into Space Godzilla, which mm-hmm. should tell you everything you need to know about why Bacon sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I think that's the main argument right there. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, we can get into, like, our main topic, which is the actual movies. I mean, is there anything else you want to <laughs> preface this with? Or have we rambled enough? We rambled enough. <laughs> yeah, we should do some shout outs. I think. Who would you like to shout out to? Uh, a few people. I mean, uh, more, 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 and more people are leaving us feedback on the the podcast. Um, and uh, I mean, I already shouted out uh, uh, Macer Patrol, which is probably one of the best blogs you can. Yeah, they look have at. some Just, awesome stuff. I, I like them because they're really focused on obscure stuff that doesn't get out much. Um, and. Uh, I didn't even know that anyone there cared about us, but uh, one of those guys commented on uh, our convention episode about how uh, awful the manga panel you guys went to was, and they linked to their uh, panel from G-Fest. Um, <laughs> uh, also, I mean, uh, Norman England, who is no stranger to the fandom, uh, he's, a, he's a friend of the podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> the G- Gamera episode... Um, 
Kevin from Mesa Patrol and also uh, a Japanese listener, uh, Ayami, uh, she was kind of uh, course correcting our debate about the uh, pronunciations. <laughs> yeah, the the great Gilan <laughs> debate uh, of 2016. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean it's it's nice to finally have uh, you know some people that are, are supporters and, and regular listeners and. I mean, hopefully you guys will continue to give us feedback, good or bad. We'll take whatever you got. Just listen. <laughs> um, and then uh, we had a, a really good um, review for us left on iTunes. Um, a five-star review, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're starting to get into a, into a groove here. Well, we need we need more Jason X to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe one of these guys lo- will love Jason X, and like, you know, you never know. That's true. That's true. Um, give us hate hate mail, hate yeah. emails. Uh, so anyway, so getting into the the main topic here, the Heisei Godzilla kicking off with Godzilla, uh, internationally known as the Return of Godzilla, and known in the United States as Godzilla 1984, um, which after all those failed attempts, was uh, kind of their way of going back to the basics, and they did what's very common now, and they just rebooted everything. And so anything that came from from Raids Again through Terror of Mechagodzilla, none of that ever happened. Um, and it's a direct sequel to the 54 movie, and it introduces a new Godzilla. And um, this movie is more or less... What it sounds like Shin Godzilla is taking a page from. It's it's very grounded in the uh I guess what does what does a Godzilla attack mean for, for Japan? How do how does the government handle it? What how does the military handle it? What does it do to international relationships? Um and this movie is kind of divisive because so many people find that boring. Um but I, at least the way it's handled, I haven't seen the new movie, but at least the way it's handled in this movie, I really like it. And I don't know if it's just because it's showing a side that we still haven't seen too much of in a Godzilla movie, but um, I really like it. And I really like the, the, the character of the prime minister in this movie is is very good, I think. I, I really believe the performance because he, he plays it like a guy who just has the weight of the world on, on his shoulders. He does. Um, I, I think the atmosphere of the film is probably what I appreciate the most about it. It's um, unique in this series because it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a dark atmosphere. Uh, the score is a little bit more like, it's kind of synthy. Um, yeah. Kuroku's score is it, one of my favorites actually of the, of the series and got, it's, it's, it's honestly kind of scary. Like at times, um, this was my first Godzilla film, by the way. Was this was this yours? Which what was yours? Guy, first um, Godzilla. I can't remember. The now. first one I watched from start to finish was Gigan. Uh, the first one I saw any of was Mechagodzilla. So this this was my first ever Godzilla film, and I tell the story because it scared the crap out of me as a little kid. Every, every time it thundered, I thought it was Godzilla's footsteps, and he was going to come and kill me. Um, so for like a year, every time it, there was a storm, I literally it was like running to my parents and, and basically hiding from Godzilla. Um, so don't show this to your kid when they're five, but because uh, I was not prepared, apparently. 
But this is what started my whole fascination with Godzilla and giant monsters in general. Um, I do like this film a lot. As it, it, my love for the movie has kind of waned to more of the nostalgia um, appreciation for it, mainly because I think it drags. No matter which version of the film you watch, the Americanization, Godzilla 1985, or even the Japanese version, um, I think there's some parts that really drag. But anytime Godzilla is fighting the military, the Tokyo Bay scene, when he fights the, the Super X, especially for the second time, um, those scenes are spectacular. And his first appearance is really well handled. Like You get the viewpoint from Godzilla coming through the fog and you're looking down on the, the power plant. That's a sweet scene. Um, there, there's a lot of really cool things in the film that I love, but it, you know, it's kind of waned on me over time just because I think that it, it sort of, um, I don't know, it, it, it kind of gets boring. Like Godzilla's drunkenly stumbling through Tokyo in some scenes that I just don't understand. <laughs> he like stumbles, his foot goes through the pavement. He's not really destroying the city as much as he's just like, oh, my bad. Like it's just, that's just the way it kind of feels at times, unless he's fighting the military and then it, it's a little different. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, it's a, it's it's definitely a lot slower than what we're used to. Um, I don't necessarily mind it just because a lot of those talky scenes, like I said, I I do kind of think that they're interesting. It's not a movie I can't re. It's a movie that I I think if I tried to watch as much as I watch some of the others. I would probably be right there with you and that like its luster would be kind of worn off. But this is one that because of that, I don't feel the need to revisit it often. So every time I do, you know, I'm able to kind of, you know, get a little bit more out of out of those things. Um, uh, and then, you know, especially like now that I'm older and like, you know, know a little bit more about what was going on at the time. Like, uh, you know, I really like all the scenes where they're they have, you know, the the Russians and the Americans and, and they're kind of debating about what to do about Godzilla. Um, <laughs> Nuke him. <laughs> right. Uh, and, um, uh, and it, it's one of those things where I almost find those scenes more interesting than the main characters. Uh, you know, the scientists and the reporter and the girl who are fine. Uh, but then again, again, I haven't seen the new Godzilla movie yet, but if, if you took those characters out, I don't. I think I would get bored of you know just meeting after meeting after meeting. I I think you need that to kind of, kind of you know, have balance to to the movie. Um, but yeah, no, I I really kind of appreciate this one a little bit more these days. Um, but it, it it's it never was one of my all time favorites, and it probably isn't. And uh, yeah, I, for me, it's it's this one's all about mood. Um, yeah, absolutely. The mood is very much, and I mean, it's not similar to these movies, but the mood, just the overall like aesthetic and and things like that, are are you know they they have a lot more in common with something like. Uh, like uh, some of the other darker '70s sci-fi movies that you might have seen, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or even like a John Carpenter, almost. And, and again, that's not in style or you know subject matter, but just in the overall mood and presentation, and like the color palette and the score. Um, it's 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 a lot darker and a lot more. Uh, it's 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 a very moody film, which it, to me the the atmosphere is the true star of this this movie. Yeah, I, that that's exactly right. And uh, also, 
I, this movie taught me one thing, and that is uh, all Russians are bad, and they hate. <laughs> Especially if you watch the American version, the American version literally recuts versions of the Japan the, or recut scenes from the Japanese version, literally just to make the Russians look even worse. It's <laughs> yeah, they they just basically make the Russians like launch the missile, whereas in the original film, he's trying to stop the missile <laughs> right. from launching. Like, what is going on? Oh, that's uh, so it's... awful. If 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 someone made a change in a movie like that now, do you know how much shit they would get? Yeah, that's definitely from Cold War. <laughs> era propaganda style like <laughs> that is definitely what that is um i am one of the few people maybe not the few i don't know i i actually like the americanization of the film not because it's good i just like it, it's kind of more briskly paced they rearrange some of the the actual scenes of godzilla attacking both the military and his rampage in tokyo um it moves faster and it doesn't have that it cuts some like unnecessary really bad special effect shots there were there were actually some stock footage uh, scenes that were used in this film that were not convincing. Yeah. Well, one of my mo- favorite scenes is stock footage. Well, um, the, yeah, the helicopter when it falls and hits the. Well, uh, I was thinking the scene uh, from Prophecies of Nostradamus where uh, there's like the that chain explosion and the cars. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about like yeah. the, with the cars and everything. Yeah, yeah, that that's a great scene. Um, but the there's like. The, also the crane foot, like there's some really bad shots of the crane foot being dropped. Um, you see it early in the in the beginning of the film when Godzilla like attacks the power plant and it looks great, but there are some other really terrible shots where like it comes down sideways almost and it just it looks clumsy and the Americanization does a good job of cutting anything that doesn't look good, especially like the sea louse scene. If you watch the Americanized version compared to the Japanese version, like that that is painfully bad. Um, so there, there's some edits that I appreciate. I like, um, you know, Raymond Burr, like he brings a, a levity to an otherwise very comical and kind of stupid American cast. Um, and also all the Dr. Pepper. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the product Dr. Pepper placement. product placement is out of control in the American is, version. Yeah. Just people sipping on like literally soda cans in meetings, walking through like there's a dr pepper machine like in the middle of the hallway for no yeah. reason in the pentagon or whatever yeah like, i mean uh my with the 80 with the americanization it's more or less uh it's it's more or less nostalgia that gets me through i do and have always preferred the japanese version um the American version is a little shorter i don't necessarily feel like it moves faster though like you do um and uh, it, it's more because, like, see, in King of the Monsters, the Americanization of the original movie, I felt like, you know, like they they integrated Raymond Burr into the story. Whereas this, the scenes with the, the, the Americans footage really doesn't add anything and it, it, it really doesn't make sense for it to be there. And, and Raymond Burr... Um, he does carry a great presence in Godzilla 1985, but they don't really do anything with him as a character. And it's like, okay, you're going to bring in a, a, a character from the 50s movie. I mean, and he's just going to stand in a room and tell people, like, hey, you're, yeah, you're wrong. Like, I mean... It, yeah, yeah, and listen, the, the Japanese version is the superior... Like, if you're going to be critical about it, the Japanese version is is the superior film it it does a really good job of 
presenting a real a real world scenario with where the Cold War where like Godzilla shows up, he attacks a sub and America and Russia are about to nuke each other, which if that were to happen in, in a real world scenario, like that's probably how it would have played out at that time. So like there there's that this the film is very grounded in that. Um and then it cuts out a lot of stuff with the prime minister that you don't see in the American version, which is a character that you probably appreciate a lot more. Um, so like, there's a lot of stuff lost, I think, in the American version. But like for me, it's just kind of like a campy, stupid, fun film. But you are correct in the fact that like the Japanese version is the superior movie. I just kind of prefer the American cut. Yeah, and also like um, uh, the American version was originally conceived as a comedy. Um, it was, it was, and it was actually, you know, getting Raymond Burr involved. Raymond Burr, I mean, bless his heart. I mean, he, he was always very much a, very proud of his work on Godzilla and never really turned his nose down at it. And when they asked him to be in it, he said, if you're going to make, if you're going to turn it into a comedy, no, I absolutely not. Um, and they were like, okay, well, I mean, that's our star power, and you know, because of Raymond Burr encouraging them to to keep it serious, you know, it's more serious. Um, you know, that's why the movie wasn't turned into to you know a weird tongue in cheek comedy. Um, now, do you think the the next Godzilla movie should have a character named Ray, uh, Raymond Burr being played by Steve Martin, the comedian? That would be, yeah. If they did that, my mind would be blown. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be blown. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, Trev's always said. He wanted to see that, and so I don't know. Hopefully, well, you know, they, they did some, you know, they did some homage there, homage, whatever. See, I can't speak English even. Or, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did some stuff like that, you know, by having uh, Sarazawa in the in the G fourteen films. Yeah. There's some cool things um, they can do. Uh. Uh, so, um, I would give the Japanese version of this a three and a half. I'd give the American version a two and a half. Yeah, there, it, it's kind of a, a three to a three and a half across the board for both films for different reasons. Um, like I said, I, I prefer the American cut. That's what I grew up with. I definitely know that I see this through nostalgia goggles, you know, like that's my appreciation for the film. If I, if I were to step back and this wasn't my Godzilla film, I'd probably drop it down like a half point or something. Yeah. The American version also does a weird thing of like implying that this is the same Godzilla as 1954. Yeah, which makes no yeah, it doesn't make sense. There's a massive size difference between the two. Yeah. And tries to say they never found any corpse. I'm like, well, that's because it got dissolved. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, then we have... Uh, a few years between movies. We have five years until Godzilla vs. Biollante, uh, more or less because they really couldn't get a good script uh, idea that stuck, so they held a contest, and um, uh, the winner of the screenplay contest was a dentist um, who had also written an episode of Ultraman that was oddly similar to this. Um <laughs> And then his script got uh, rewritten a little bit, and uh, that's also when they brought in uh, Kazuki Omori to direct. And we've talked very much 
on this podcast, especially after the Gareth Edwards stuff, about how to make a good Godzilla movie, you don't really need to be a fan of the series as much as you just need to have an understanding of why it's good and why people like it. Uh, Because Omori, I mean, he kind of... You know, he grew up with a lot of the classic Toho movies, but he was by no means a diehard fan. And, um, you know, he, he's even said, you know, if he was going to make movies, he he would rather make, like, a James Bond movies because he's a big Bond guy. Um, which is is why, you know, maybe his movies have a little bit more of a action movie feel. Um, but, uh, yeah, he did Biolante, which uh, is one of my favorites in the whole series. Yep, mine too. Um, I, I listen. This is this was for the longest time was my favorite Godzilla film. Um, it left me completely awestruck the first time that I saw it. I actually remember this is probably a pretty embarrassing story. I think it was like twelve, and I saw this at like Suncoast Video. Um, and they wanted like like fifty bucks for it on VHS, which is absurd. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. Um, I I cried like a little girl when my mom said, "No, I'm not buying that for you right now." And I literally we like we're like going down the escalator and I'm like bawling over Godzilla movie. Like what is wrong with me today? <laughs> um <laughs> but eventually I got it and when I when I saw the the movie like it I don't know, like everything about the the character's portrayal, Godzilla's ferocious. Um he's like the way that he's just portrayed is overly powerful. Biolante is one of the coolest monster concepts to come out of Toho, and um, one of the, one of their best practical effects too. Um, yeah, this is Kawakita's best work as far as the, the Godzilla series, in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, just everything about this film for me works. There are some issues with it, like I, I, there's there's a lot of there's too many characters. I think there's a lot going on. You have the whole like espionage scene with like Bio Major and. You have the whole thing with everybody's trying to get to Godzilla cells, and it kind of gets a little confusing at times. Um, the dub's kind of hilarious too, if you see that because they're yeah, calling the dub's Godzilla great. Godzilla. <laughs> God- yeah, Godzilla. Uh, sure as eggs is eggs, and stuff like that. Like the, all those, uh, the intravenous line, six to smoking. That that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, was it? Is it uh, Gondo? <laughs> yeah, Gondo's awesome. He is. He's like uh, one of my favorite characters in a Godzilla movie. Oh yeah, so like there, there's some really good characters. It introduces uh, Mickey, of course, who's the psychic that appears in all the the future films. Even though a lot of times she's not given quite enough to do, but she does have purpose in this film. They actually try to like flesh out her connection with Godzilla. Um, I mean, I I just I, I love this movie. It's still a top three Godzilla film for me overall. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the score is kind of like my my one nitpick would be the score at times, <laughs> like the clown music. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It sounds like you're going to a circus at times. And then other times it just sounds very, like, 80s. But oh, yeah. I like it for the for the film. It, it seems to work. Yeah, it's super 80s. I remember when I first saw this movie, like, the opening scene with the guys, like, with the cells and there's that big chase and shootout and like it's like the weird like crazy like electric guitar music Playing i was the like theme. yeah i was like am i watching like the right movie like i was legitimately like what like this this is a godzilla movie um but yeah i mean i i echo everything i love that you know uh they went after all the craziness of the 70s um <laughs> well, this is pretty much where it begins and ends with the Heisei series, was going back to, like, hard 
reality-based science fiction, um, bringing yeah. in a lot of stuff like, you know, the gene splicing and... Um, because Violante is half gods or part Godzilla, part Rose, and part human, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just a great movie, and it's one that as a as a kid, I, I mean, I always liked it, but this is one that the older I get, the more I enjoy it, and now it's in it's in my top five, and yeah, Gondo, I love Gondo, I just love that he has he has this really sarcastic like. Uh, <laughs> He wants Godzilla to show up. Yeah, like sardonic <laughs> sense of humor. That's and he's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, I love that he says "Amen" when the counter goes off. And yeah, like, I know because he's like, "Well, <laughs> whatever," you know. <laughs> I have a job now, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, there's man, there's so much about this movie that that I don't know that I really enjoy. Um, one of the the cool things was so I got to at Phantom Fest. I got to meet uh, Shinji Nishikawa. And he was like the designer for Biolanti. Now that's not like the, the backstory here is that obviously the guy who wrote the story did, came up with like was it Detilus? That's the rat thing. I don't. <laughs> um, that was not used for the movie, and then came up with the character for Biolanti. But Nishikawa basically came up with the concepts that eventually found their way into the film, and he he designed everything like basically by himself. And if you if you ever have a chance to get his art books, like do it because there's so much. There, there's so many like monsters and concept art that are in there. Like it will blow your mind. Um, and I didn't know this, and we'll, we'll talk about it later for like Destroya. But did you know that Destroya was actually designed by like multiple people? He was just the guy that kind of fleshed it out eventually. Mm. He was talking about that during one of the panels that we had, which I thought was kind of a cool tidbit that I didn't know. And then um, I also, for some reason, thought that scene where like Godzilla shoots his beam into the into Violancy's throat, and, like the back of her head blows out was like an accident for some reason. I don't know if I read that somewhere or if I'm just a, you know, I read it on a form and accepted it as fact. But um, the Heisei Chronicles book that I have actually has the entire storyboard for this film, shot for shot. And um, that is actually in the storyboard. So like I actually learned like for the first time that that was a planned sequence, which for some reason in my head I always thought it was not. So I, I learned something right before the podcast. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, I I also want to kind of go back to the effects work um, because uh, at this point Nakano uh, after eighty eighty four he kind of retired and uh, Koichi Kawakita took over and Kawakita his um, I don't know I feel like the people give him a lot of shit and I, I don't really think it's all deserved. Um, because I, I feel like when he had the right resources, uh, he, he was incredible. Like, um, this movie and I mean, as bad as the movie is, but Gunhead also like show off just great practical effects and Violante is such a jaw dropping, uh, creature and it's all because of him. And, you know, I know that he had, you know, his personal issues and, um, you know, struggles with, with alcohol abuse and then also with Toho limiting the budgets and the time frames. Uh, some things in some of these future movies we're going to talk about might not look as good as they could have been. But, I mean, he, I, I, it, in my opinion, he's every bit as talented as any of the, the, the legendary tokusatsu effects artists. And, um, you know, j- just the way the, the Heisei series is talked about now... I feel like it's it's kind of overly uh, bashed, 
and uh, it, it's it's almost kind of in vogue to to talk shit about a lot of these movies. And you know, I, I don't think it's all deserved, especially when it comes to Kawakita. And I mean, he's done so much for for this genre and for Tokusatsu to begin with. I mean, and he was keeping it going until the day that he he died um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I mean, if you've seen the some of the behind the scenes pictures of how many wires were were used to actually move, like the the tentacles and the tendrils and the heads for Biolante, like it's insane. Yeah, how much wire work was was used for that? Um, like I, 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 it kind of when I, when I see that, it makes you appreciate like how well it was executed on film because that had to be so much work. I mean, there's like it looks it looks like hundreds of wires. In some of those, in some of those stills that I've seen, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible. Um, and there, there, were, and he was experimenting with a lot of things, like on the uh, in the making of on the Blu-ray. I don't know if you've checked it yes. out, but yep. yeah, you know, they show some things that he was trying that you know, uh, like uh, he was he did some cell animation um, where like it kind of turns into like a little anime. And uh, he also did a whole sequence of, of Godzilla and Biollante fighting in stop motion. And uh, it was more or less, you know, he didn't feel like they fit in with the aesthetic of the rest of the movie. But, I mean, he was willing to experiment with other mediums back then. And, and, it's, it's, re- and it's really cool that, that that footage survives and is on, the, on the, the DVD. One of the other cool things about this movie is it, is it has – it's kind of a return to, like, the super weapons – idea like they come up with a very realistic way to attack godzilla they they have the anti-nuclear energy bacteria which kind of attacks at the very uh, heart of the way godzilla works by basically preventing him from being able to create energy create energy um which is like a really cool concept but it's also like this idea of like terrorists are going to be using this godzilla cells to make like um these wheat things i i guess like the whole idea was behind it was terrorists a terrorist group was going to use it to attack the U.S. economy with Godzilla cells to make like this strain of wheat to cripple the U.S. economy, and yeah, and all it's this. all it's all about like the balance of power. Yeah, it's like it's just an insanity there. But the super weapon stuff, um, you have like the the thunder thing where like they're creating lightning to strike Godzilla on purpose to heat him up so that the the anti nuclear energy bacteria can work because he has to be at a super uh, specific temperature, like. That's just really cool sci-fi stuff to me. Like it's a return to like the the craziness of like the you know making Godzilla fall into a pit and having the the electric attacks of you know Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, and um, I I I mean, speaking of anti-nuclear energy bacteria, um, this is where the movies kind of take a little bit of a diversion from the the. You know, all the nations holding hands and get together uh, thing, and there's a little bit more of a nationalist bent uh, in the Heisei series. Uh, the Japanese sure. are a little bit more um, either militaristic or uh, with anti- stuff, something like the anti-nuclear energy bacteria getting into, um, you know, again going back to like what you were saying. It's just going back to like their place in in the balance of power, um, which I mean it's not a bad thing, and they never really get carried away with it. But it's interesting to see how those perspectives change over time and with different filmmakers and everything. Yeah, and I, and I also think too like 
this film is fairly relevant today because you still deal with like gene splicing now like they're cloning like that's still something people kind of ethically wrestle wrestle with um so you have like that whole debate plus there's you know we talked about like terrorism terrorism something that's very real now um like there's there's some stuff in the film that's that's pretty relevant and you know dr shirigami who we've not really talked about much like he loses his daughter in a terrorist attack and then that's kind of what drives him to try to basically maintain her life by combining her with godzilla cells so like i like him a lot too by the way yeah, he's a cool character. What, what's the the uh, Ceradian agent's name? By the way, it's like S nine nine nine. Well, something yeah, he's like never that. really given a name, but yeah, that guy. It's like, <laughs> that guy's <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, you you have uh, the two bio major guys that <laughs> that break in. Uh, the black one uh, who, before he starts shooting, says, "Shit, damn, we're the lethal weapon." Um, <laughs> I always try to figure out what he actually said in the dub because I'm like, did he just say what I think he said? Because it doesn't make a bit of sense. No, it it, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's. Is that um, is that an actual reference to Lethal Weapon? Because there's a black guy and a white guy. I don't I don't know. I, 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 I have don't know no what's idea. Going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what's? What um. Oh man. But yeah, no. This is this is a great movie, and this is probably like, I would give this one a four and a half. Yeah, I, I I agree. This is this is a four and a half. Um, and and this is probably honestly, and this includes the legendary movie and the Millennium series. This is probably the last Godzilla movie that I would give a rating that high. Yeah, I am. I'm actually in the same boat um, with you on that because it it definitely has the most to offer. I think some yeah. of the next yeah, from here it's kind of a. Uh, a little bit of a downward trend. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, a couple years later, um, they they decide to you know try and go back to to the classics, and uh, we have Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, which is introducing King Ghidorah again. Um, and uh, this one brings back Omori, and uh, you know it's way more outlandish than Biolante. It's it's like. I mean, you can tell that it might be the same director, but it's it's a completely different sensibility, and that this one is a lot a lot campier, um, you know, a lot more a lot. I mean, it's all about time travel and stuff like that. So there's really no basis in real science anymore. Um, but uh, it's a, I think it's a fun movie. It's it and it's a fan favorite too. Um, uh, and I mean this this movie still does have something to say that I think is is relevant to really any 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 country that is on the verge of, you know, getting too powerful or whatever because Electing Trump also. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz cuz the whole point is uh like the secret plan of these people from the future coming back to attempt to wipe out Godzilla is that Godzilla never woke up for it turns out Godzilla actually never wakes up from the the anti nuclear energy bacteria so they have a convoluted plan to to create King Ghidorah and send him to um 1992 to wipe out Japan because they're be, they're worried that Japan is is becoming a superpower they've seen in the future that they become the the highest uh, the most powerful country in the world, and they are like buying other continents and stuff, and you know. So, um, and this movie got a lot of heat when it came out in the American press uh, because of the 
depiction of the American versus Japanese uh, battle with the soldiers and the Godzilla Saurus on the island. Um, and I mean, maybe it's presented a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe nationalistic in that, you know, they, they definitely show the Japanese side of, you know, that battle, um, with, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Suchia's character. Uh, oh Shindo. God. Yeah. With Shindo giving this speech about, you know, his fallen comrades and yada, yada, yada. Um, and the American press kind of blew that up into the movie being anti-American, but, um, if anything, uh, it's, it's, it's actually, what the movie's actually critical of is, is the Japanese and their, I guess, their, their place in, in the world, I guess, with, and again, I mean, going back to themes of Biollante with, with the balance of power, and um, this movie is saying, you know, and the, these characters from the future have seen Japan get too big for its britches, and they send King Ghidorah to destroy it so they can rebuild and prevent them from from going nuts. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a fun movie for sure. Um, the time travel thing, it's I don't know. Some people really seem to struggle with understanding the timeline, but even as a kid, I really didn't have a problem understanding that you know. The new gods—it's it, a closed time loop. So the new Godzilla from '84 is the one that they transport, and then he gets transformed in the '70s. So, it, like, yeah. it's it's not wiping out the events of '54, '84, or Biollante. It's it's creating a closed. I mean, in in time travel, like I guess theories or whatever. There's the time loop where you go back in time to change something, and by doing that, you end up causing the future you already came from. Yeah, that it, you know what in the dub, it's a little the dub. Really, oh, the the dub botches a lot of that. Yeah, the I dub think. is if if you've only seen the dub, it kind of screws that up, and you have to pay attention because they they actually do a much better job explaining that in the if you've seen a, a corrected you know subtitled version, they explain it pretty much exactly like you just said. Like it's Godzilla was created in the seventies by being transported to I think it's like the Bering Sea or something, and there happened to be some nuclear waste there. Um, I, I think it was actually from like a nuclear submarine crash, yeah, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And that's actually what created Godzilla in the first place, at least for this this he- uh, Heisei Godzilla. Yeah, and then and then when they get back to the future uh, and they 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 think that they wiped Godzilla out, but they didn't. So they send a submarine, and that and then he sinks the sub, and that's what makes him even bigger. Yeah. So yep. yeah, it, it, the 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 dub really doesn't. I don't know. I don't think it gives enough. The, I don't think the translation is all there because it's not. It's it's because I, I watched the the subtitle version actually recently, and it was much more clear as to what happened. And, and if you like, I said, if you've only seen the the TriStar, the Sony DVD, and the, and the dub, like you're missing a big piece of the story because it's just not very well explained. Yeah, go get the Blu-ray and watch it subtitled because it's yeah the 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 dubbed version doesn't really explain anything properly and this is why you know it's important to watch these movies at least once with with the subtitles and with good subtitles because sometimes the translations don't know what they're talking about or sometimes they just change stuff for literally no reason (laughs) right (laughs) like we don't know what's going on did they even mention the anti-nuclear energy bacteria like not him still being knocked out from that in the dub Uh... in the dub 
I'm trying to think. I, I don't remember if they if they do or don't. Nah, well, they probably don't. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, getting back real quick to the whole Godzilla source killing all the Americans. Like when I watch that, like I don't see that as being any different than any war movie produced in America where we're killing other nations. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's not. It's it's just. And, it, and it, honestly, I didn't feel like it was disrespectful. No, like, I, I never right? did either. It never so, bothered me. I don't. I, uh, to me, that's kind of much ado about nothing. Um, I, I do not like King Ghidorah's new origin per se. Like, I prefer the alien version of King Ghidorah, but the character of the monster is still very much the same. Like, he's still obviously wrecking. He's mean. Correct. <laughs> like, he's he's still evil. He's still you know wrecking the city. Um, but like the uh, Durats or Durats. I don't know how to say it, but the whatever. Durats. <laughs> um, those things are the worst. They're like they're not a very good effect either. They they yeah. really do look like Teletubbies toys. with wings. I don't I don't know Furbies. I don't, I don't like I, I don't know what they look like, but they're terrible. And um, this film is is a it's fun. It's campy. Uh, I like the fact that Godzilla literally blows off King Ghidorah's head. <laughs> yeah, right. I was not prepared for that when I saw it the first time, by the way. Um, Mecha King Ghidorah is a great creation. I mean, like, there's there's a lot of cool things to like it. This is my favorite Godzilla suit, by the way. Um, and... Mine too, actually. I really like the Biollante one, but it's got a... They put, they, it looks like they gave it, like, a... They modified it a little bit. The head is a lot different. Um, yeah, he doesn't look as much as like a like a like a an, an otter like <laughs> the Biollante one did. Yeah, this is actually my favorite Godzilla as well. Yeah, this is this is my favorite. Um, and, and you know, Akira Fukube returns and he scores a film, and it's great. Oh yeah, it's a great score. Uh, my favorite shot in the film is actually when Godzilla comes out of the ocean and he's walking, and there's like that scene of him. Um, in the ocean, but it's shot like from from like a cliff with like the light tower. It's a great. It's just a great scene. Um, it's it's amazing to me like how bad some of the composite match shots. Like some of them in the, in in the Heisei films are so good, and then some of them are just like so awful. I can't, <laughs> yeah. There's just such an inconsistency there. But um, so so like how many uh, Dorads on Lagos Island would you give? <laughs> Uh, I'd give this one a three and a, a probably a three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three. Also, um, M11's awesome. Yeah, I forgot about M11. And Emmy sucks, but well, yeah, and she's like in love with her, like yeah, she knew all along that he was like her grandson or whatever, and she's like trying to like do him the whole time. What's up with that? Yeah, but then he's like got a girlfriend who wants to him to propose, and he's like the whole time trying to get down her pants i'm like what is going on with i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> parasawa you're a terrible human what's being. up with the know. characters in this movie <laughs> they, they all yeah they all kind of suck but m11 m11 is awesome uh i don't know how i like can. i like mecha Ghidorah as well yeah the the godzilla like the clamp thing i can't remember what, remember what that's actually called the godzilla grip yeah i think it's called that's a really cool attack like the the monster fights are great um and i like the fact that like Godzilla picks up King Ghidorah and like slams him into the ground a bunch. Like that's it's <laughs> a very Showa. Yeah, like there's it's just it's a lot. Of, it's I like the physicality of 
this film because like there's a lot of beam spamming but there's also like that that physical altercation between the monsters that kind of gets lost by space godzilla yeah um uh so uh next up um we have uh godzilla versus mothra or if you're here in the states godzilla and mothra battle for earth I don't know why that happened. Um, that's a but. terrible title. I don't know who picked um, Directed by Takeo Okawara, who is another, you know, workman-like Toho director who, you know, really wasn't <laughs> wasn't a Godzilla fan, but made serviceable Godzilla movies. Um, although Amori did write the script, um, kind of continuing what, what he was doing in the last movie with kind of ripping off uh hollywood films like last one it was like back to the future and terminator but the the beginning is a definitely a big rip off of uh the indiana jones movies um <laughs> oh it's and they're not not a good rip off either like it's just <laughs> yeah so bad. um but uh this one is i don't know I, I this one gets a lot of hate but i think it's more or less just pretty average um but you know king Ghidorah worked for them and then you know, the next year they're like, okay, well, let's do Mothra this time because you know Mothra is another one of their most popular monsters, and uh, this is one where um, I don't know. This one, I think, that, with me anyway, I actually like the human characters. I think they're 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 entertaining. Um, the whole the whole thing with like uh, it being like. Um, the guy and his ex-wife, and they end up reconnecting because they're, you know, sent on this crazy kaiju mission, and they have a little daughter. Like, I, that's an interesting and compelling, you know, thing to put in a kaiju movie. I think it's more or less just the the, the pacing of the movie is a little bit off, and it always feels like it's kind of just too long. Um, and, and part of that is because, you know, there is a lot of screen time uh, wasted on the company that they work for, which is really just, um, you know, they're, they're as evil as like Nelson in the original Mothra, but this time it's coming with like a really heavy handed don't, environmental, yeah, env- yeah. yeah, environmental message, which is fine, but it's like, it's too, it's too much in, in here when it, it really doesn't need to be. Um, but, uh, the Godzilla suit in this one, I really like too. Yeah, I do too, actually. They they change the head slightly and it it's kind of, it looks like it's more like almost boxy kind of yeah. like it's more. Um, it's, it I, has it has almost like a feline appearance. Yeah, for me, like Heisei Godzilla is my favorite Godzilla design overall. So yeah. like I'm, I, but I do like the earlier suits better than most of the late suits until we get to Burning Godzilla. Yeah, I mean I I love the Heisei. Ver- I mean we're in the middle of this series. I mean this this version of Godzilla is my ideal version where he's just a force of nature. He's not a good guy. He doesn't really care about people, but he'll defend his territory and he'll you know I mean he'll he'll still defeat the enemy monster. You know, I, I I don't really want a hero or villain Godzilla all the time. Like, I I really like this kind of take on him. Yeah, I I actually agree. I like the I like Godzilla to be a threat is basically what I want. I want Godzilla to be able to 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 basically serve as a good guy if he's facing like another monster, but also be a threat to destroy other things, and he can sort of play both roles. He's he's kind of like the anti-hero in, in a way. So yeah. like that is my preferred take on the character as well. I agree. Um, 
by the way, having watched this movie recently, like I'm, I used to hate it, <laughs> and now like I watched, I actually watched a proper subtitled version of the film, and it made all the difference because the dub is just awful. Oh yeah, yeah. What <clears throat> from the starting in the Heisei era, that's when I think you know they they really started using the same people over and over again in Hong Kong to do all their dubs. Who they did a lot of the international dubs in the the Showa era also, but like here you really have like. They have like three voice actors who all do the same voices, and uh, it's bad. Um, and uh, you also have the idea introduced now that there's like an evil Mothra with with Batra, um, who I I love Batra. If anything, like really makes me enjoy this movie, it probably is Batra. Agree. And Batra is really the only Heisei monster that I would really love to see. In another movie, I just love I love the idea of a good Mothra and a bad Mothra, and um, and and it's just a cool design too. Yeah, um, it, it's a really cool take on the character. I like to actually like the larval form of Batra more than the adult form, but um, I, I I do I love Batra. I actually bought the X Plus figure of Batra. It's probably one of my my cool my favorite figures actually right now. So like it's. I would love to see Batra come back because I think that's a really cool concept to kind of have like the um, dichotomy between Mothra and Batra. It, it was it was a nice idea, and I also like the fact that like at the end Godzilla gets to kill one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, and instead of the Shobajin, we have the Cosmos who are pretty much the exact same. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't know why they did the name change, but whatever. Yeah, um, they, I don't. I can't. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, and I mean, we've talked about how much we like go- how Godzilla and Batra look, but this probably is my least favorite look for Mothra. Well, maybe I don't know. the The trilogy Leo Mothra Leo is kind of maybe, but as far as like the cla- what we think of as the classic Mothra design, I, this is one where you can tell they're definitely trying to bring in a more female audience, and they really went kind of over the top with the plushy, like cute version of Mothra. Well, the the other issue with Mo- with Mothra and really Batra, like, and in, in honestly, this is kind of a critique of any flying prop for the Heisei era, including like the stuff going into the the Rebirth of Mothra series, like. The props just are very stiff at times, mm-hmm. and they don't fly. They float. Yeah. Well, Megaguirus, I think, is still the <laughs> the absolute worst offender of that, but yeah. Well, that's because Megaguirus actually smiles during the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that scene so, <laughs> so much. So stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie, to me, it's an average Godzilla movie. It's not especially good. It's not especially bad, but it's, you know... It does what it does what it, it does its job, and uh, you know I still I, I enjoy it, but not one of my favorites by any means. Um, uh, this one is more along the lines of maybe a three. Yeah, I'm gonna go like two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of struggling between those, but I think especially looking at the the movies coming up, uh, yeah, I would probably scale it. <laughs> I'd scale it back to a two and a half, but, you know, not the worst two and a half I could give, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so next up is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Uh, or, if you live here, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. Uh, 
even though this is not a sequel to... Who is making these titles? Gosh. A, 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 a lunatic, apparently. Um, <laughs> even though it's not a sequel to the original Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Um, so, I mean, obviously, King Ghidorah and Mothra... Uh, it, they actually did you know they actually wanted to to do King Kong again in the nineties. I, I did actually know and, that. And you know, I mean, again, you know, it was just a matter of they couldn't really afford the rights to the character. And then, did you know? Do you know what they did when they couldn't afford the rights to King Kong? They wanted to do uh, Mechanic Kong, right? Yes, was they did. A- uh, they actually wanted to do like a thing where like uh, he shrinks down and like goes in Godzilla like Fantastic Voyage style. Um, and I, I think, um, I don't think it's in the art book, but I think it's in one of the Heisei, like, perfection books or whatever from Hobby Japan. Um, there's some concept art from that as well. Um, but again, you know, uh, Mechanic Kong, uh, strong likeness to King Kong, and again, that would, that originated from the King Kong, um, animated series that, uh, Toei did, which, have you seen any of that? I... I don't know that I actually have seen any of that. Oh, well. um, it's on YouTube, and there's a couple volumes on DVD. But um, again, it's a case of them, you know, can't can't use King Kong or Mechanic Kong. Um, so I mean, they went through King Ghidorah and Mothra. They couldn't do King Kong. So where do you go from there? I mean, the next most popular option is going to be Mechagodzilla and and Rodan, which is exactly what we get in 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 this movie. Uh, which also brings in a new baby Godzilla. Um, so there's a lot going on here, and uh, it's Okawara's directing again. And um, it's a different ta- just like King, uh, King Ghidorah was a different, radically different... Uh, this Mecha Godzilla is different in that it's created by the military to combat Godzilla. Um and uh, I actually still to this day really like this movie. Um, it, yeah. I think I, a lot of, a lot of people seem to be a little more on the fence for it these days. But and uh, again, part of it is nostalgia. But I'm constantly entertained by it. Um, I feel like this is as far as the Heisei movies go. This is one of the ones that's a little bit more action packed. Yeah, it it has a lot. Well, actually, it has one of my favorite fights in ty- in, in the series. Actually. Uh, Godzilla's first fight with Rodan is awesome <laughs> um, on the island. Like again, very physical battle um, that that I love. And the only thing I don't like about the movie is the weird plant music that I just I don't know what they were. I don't know. It, it took like the sci-fi thing and went a little bit too far with it. Um, the plant music with the with the egg. Where they're trying to, like, I still don't really even understand what's happening in that, <laughs> in that part. Like the whole idea was like they're trying to. Ma- I don't. I don't even know. Or or when she's feeding, you know, baby vegetables that just, no, stop. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of cute. But uh, I like baby. Um, Mickey yeah. has a little bit more to do in this one also. Fine. Yeah, that's actually a, a good point. She kills Godzilla. Yeah, what a terrible person. <laughs> um, uh this is one where <laughs> you were talking about stiff props. Uh, the Rodan prop in this is so stiff that it's like I I really wish they just stuck with the man in the suit. Which I you know I'm glad Final Wars kind of fixed that 
But yeah, Rodan was way, way more stiff than Mothra or Batra, I thought. Yeah, like the only redeeming thing was the uh, when they went to the animatronic version because that was actually cool. By the way, there's a really cool video uh, Satsuma posted on his Facebook page of him where like he's – there's that scene where like Godzilla's basically stomping on Rodan's face and uh, they show him actually doing it. Like he's got like the half suit on where he – with just like the his feet or whatever. And he's going to town, man, just like curb stomping the prop of Rodan. It's the funniest thing to see like in live action. Um, anyway, yeah, it, it's really cool. If you're, if you are Facebook friends with Satsuma, um, he posts a ton of like behind the scenes videos. So like, he's got stuff from like King Ghidorah and he posted that video like actually a couple days ago. Yeah, I saw so, that one. It was hilarious. I was, I was cracking up. Um, I hate this Rodan design though, by the way. I like the design. I just don't like the prop. I don't know. Like I get what they're going for, but like, I just kind of prefer the old, like the, the man in suit version. Well, yeah. I just – and the prop sucks. And, I, and I, I'm – like you don't have to give every monster a freaking beam. Oh, yeah. The, well, we, we should have brought that up when we talked about Mothra. This is the beginning of two unhealthy Kawakita obsessions, which is beams because suddenly Mothra had beams. I, like if there's one monster that doesn't need to shoot beams, it's Mothra. And he yeah. went even crazier on that in the Rebirth <laughs> movies, which oh – you know, we'll get to... Um, Dragon Ball Z Mothra. Yeah. That's what that was. Uh, and then... So transformations, not, maybe? Yeah. Is that what you're going with? Huh? <laughs> I was going to ask his other his other weird thing is, like, transformations and, like, laser shows. No, not necessarily. His other thing is sparks. Oh, yeah. Like, when yeah. Godzilla... If Godzilla hits Rodan, why are there sparks? <laughs> it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, okay. That's, that's fair. This the spark show. Yeah, what like what was he doing? And as far as the beams go, I can see his logic behind it because he said like, oh, I feel like if it's just two monsters fighting, you know, hand to hand, you know, I mean they're they're just fighting like normal any animals would, but with with beams, you know, they're more otherworldly and blah blah blah. And I get the logic behind that. I get the thought process, but like, uh, it's one of those things that sounds better on paper than. The actual execution, because after a while, it's like, okay, will someone do more than just stand there? Yeah, and, th- and that's actually why I like the first fight between Rodan and Godzilla so much, because it's pretty – like, Rodan's doing flybys and knocking Godzilla over and, like, knocking him into the the mountainside and burying him in rocks. And, like, Godzilla grabs his throat and crushes it. Like, it, it's a very, you know, physical fight, the, the way that the original Godzilla and Rodan fought. Um I don't know. Like that. That's kind of. I, I like the balance of like the later Millennium films, where like Godzilla didn't always use his beam so much, like nonstop, but did use it a little more than what he did in the Showa f- films. Yeah, that's kind of what I would like to see more of. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of uh, Baby Godzilla? I've never liked the idea of giving Godzilla a a, uh, a child. But you're a dad now. Aren't you supposed to like cry about it or something? Well, I probably did at some point, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, Baby Godzilla's fine. Like, it's it's not, you know, the hideousness of Minya. Um, but, like, the, the problem with, with introducing Baby Godzilla is from this point on, there has to be, like, kind of a focal point with uh, with that being in the storyline. Like, what do you do with Baby once you introduce him into a, a storyline that has such a tight continuity as a hasty film or hasty god i can't even talk right now bird you can never uh, talk i know i might as well like speak 
some other language. Um, but when you introduce that character, like, what do you do with it? And, like, in Space Godzilla, they literally just, like, threw him away for half the movie. <laughs> <And> they just <laughs> – so they, they just decided, like, oh, we're just going to put you in a in a cage for the <laughs> right. entire movie. Um, so that that's really my biggest issue with it. Not so much the character, but, like, what do you do with it in the context of the story? At least Destroy It does something with Junior at that point. Yes. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, oh, we should also mention that this is the first – this is where the one with that guy uh, – <laughs> that old white guy looks like George Romero. <laughs> you know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah he, he also kind of reminds me of, like, the colonel from KFC. <laughs> oh. That guy's, like, the worst actor ever. Yeah, um, the time is... What was the line? The time has put our something to the final yeah, test. Yeah, It's terrible. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the blonde girl, um, played by uh, Shelley Sweeney, who's in, like, all of the, the Japanese Godzilla movies from, like... I think this one through Final Wars. But, um, you know, she there was a subplot where she's actually an android. I did not know that. that. Got cut, that yeah, that got cut out of the movie, which makes her line at the end where she's talking about life versus artificial life. Make like a it, lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> because in the movie it's like, who are you and why are you saying that? But, yeah, she had a uh, – her, uh, her character did more, but it, it all got deleted. That that line makes so much more sense. My life is complete because, because yeah, the more you know, right? Yeah. Um, and this was actually supposed to be the end of of the Japanese series because uh, you know the TriStar movie, um, the Jan de Bont one was ready to go, and as we know, that didn't happen. Um, so Godzilla actually did die originally at the end, and then um, you know when there were snags with the TriStar movie. You know, Rodan went and gave him his life force and brought him back and whatnot. Um, and so I guess instead of just being like, okay, well, let's just, you know, not do another one. They were like, okay, well, we got to do another one, right? Uh, so <laughs> they're like, oh, it's Godzilla's 40th anniversary, right? We have to make a movie. And so <laughs> that's when we uh, rushed into production as Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Um <laughs> With another director change, uh, the f- only hey, real quick, how many how many like shock anchors would you rate the last movie? By the oh, way, oh yeah, uh, the last one I would do a three and a half. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three to three and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, three and a half for sure. Um, so Space Godzilla um, is directed by a guy named Kensho Yamashita, who was um, I guess uh, at the time a big and <laughs> you see it in this movie. Uh, he made a lot of, like, uh, teen, y- young adult kind of oh. movies. Um, <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, he he would ma- he made, like, the Japanese equivalent of, like, something like, I don't know, like Twilight or something. And uh, he was brought in, and, uh, again, they're hitting a more, trying to hit the female demographic more with, uh, you know, trying to give Mickey a love interest and... Uh, a, a cuter, fatter baby Godzilla, which apparently Kawakita didn't like. wasn't a big fan of the suit from the last movie, but I think it's better than this thing. Um, yeah, it, it's ugly. It's ugh. yeah. And then uh, we have um, uh, Godzilla cells either from when Biollante's spores went into space or from uh, um, Mothra. Mothra. 
um, combined with some space organism and created Space Godzilla, who's like a crystal-based Godzilla. Um, and uh, we, what is cool, though, even though I, I, I prefer the old version, is we do get a Mogera from the Mysterians making a Godzilla film debut. Um, I prefer the Showa version still, though. Yeah, I do too. Um, and uh, I mean, and then the 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 plot's all over the place. I don't even like. What's this movie about? Is it about them like trying to attach a thing to Godzilla to like Project control Peter. him? Is it about <laughs> Mogera? Is it about the little Godzilla? Is it about Space Godzilla? Is it about the Yakuza? Who like? There's a whole Yakuza <laughs> subplot in this that like. Should have been cut. The, the, yeah, it makes no sense and just adds to the runtime. And it's about Mickey's bad haircut. <laughs> yeah, she's got <laughs> bad hair in this. Um, I, I just feel like this movie is such a slog. Yeah, there, there's. Uh, I listen. Uh, the first time I ever watched this movie, I fell asleep or like was <laughs> on like borderline like falling asleep, and that was the first time I watched it. Like, super fanboy Godzilla. Like, I, I, there's no reason I should be falling asleep during a Godzilla film. And this movie put me to sleep. The score, like, is just... It, it's not that the, that the music itself is bad. It's just, like, it didn't really understand Godzilla. Like, it's just boring. Everything yeah. about this film is just boring. Which sucks, because I actually like Space Godzilla as a monster. But, like, it, they just stand around and shoot beams at each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get to see a butt. Like of a dude, it's just not like I don't know. <laughs> but it's um, and yeah, and I do kind of like Yuki, who uh, he was like Gondo's best friend from Biolante, and he's like trying to get revenge on Godzilla. But I don't know. He's he's the only thing that is like bright on this movie. Like I don't know. Like. Uh, and yeah, this is Kawakita's effects at a, a low point. Like, do you remember the part where there's like uh, the astronauts and like the crystals, like the way it looks like it's shot from like the 1940s? And you're like, what <laughs> yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what was going on when they made this movie. And it's just... I literally just watched an Ultraman, one of the Ultraman episodes that had like an asteroid field that looked so much better than what we got <laughs> in 1994. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh yeah, uh, this is my least favorite Godzilla movie. I'm not going to lie, yeah. I'm just going to say this. Well, I mean, the 98 movie. That goes yeah, without saying, but Yeah. I mean, other it, than that, this is my <laughs> least favorite Godzilla movie and I just I don't find much redeeming in it and every few years I do try to give it another chance. And every time I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so bored and like I don't even like I'm like like halfway through like, because usually for the first, like, half or maybe the first act, I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then one, But once it gets to that Yakuza stuff, it's like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Yeah, like, like Mickey's ears that are, like, her earrings are floating. For yeah, some... and suddenly she has the power to, like... Levitate stuff? Yeah, like, levitate? Like, what? That's cool. Uh, yeah, this is, this is, in my opinion, the worst Godzilla movie. Of, <laughs> uh, besides, besides 98, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. This, this, is... I, 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 this is a... Man, it's terrible. Yeah. This is like a... Oof. This is like I, a one. Yeah, I, what did I give... What did I give 98? Did I give it a point five? <laughs> yeah. So this has to be one then, because it can't be a point five if I yeah. give 98 a um, And a movie that... I don't know what's going on with, with this movie's, like... 
how it's viewed now, but uh, some would say one of the best, some would say one of the worst. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, so now I mean, the TriStar movie is finally you know in pre-production, so Toho's like, okay, uh, you know, it's it's time to to hand the reins over. Um, and let them take over the franchise. So they, they end things, and they decide to end things with a bang with um, Godzilla vs. Destroya. Um, the creature's actually called Destroyer, um, but I, 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 it had to have been like you can't copyright the word Destroyer or something. Yes, they went um, to Destroya. But uh, so this is the one where Godzilla is more or less overdosed on radiation, and he's he's melting. Throughout the whole movie, meanwhile, um, the oxygen destroyer, particles of it have, have mutated these creatures to turn into these big crab things that combine into Destroya. And um, Godzilla Jr. is fully grown, and uh, um, I don't know, this is one that continuously is getting more and more like trendy to, to hate this movie, and I don't know why. Um, and I, I mean, I admit some of my affection for this definitely comes from, uh, from nostalgia, but this is a movie that every time I watch it, I'm never bored. Ever. Um, it doesn't have the best human characters of the Heisei series, um, but they're better than the last movie, I would say. Um, but there's always something monster related to, to get us back into things, and, um... I, I still think this movie is well-paced, and I still think it's exciting, and I still think Godzilla's death at the end is effective. I think the scene with with um, Destroya dropping Junior on the airport and killing him is effective. And I think Destroya is a cool kaiju, even though his last form is very, you know, immobile. <laughs> but, I mean, for a, mo- for a monster that bulky, I feel like they did their best with it, unlike Space Godzilla, where... I don't know. I really didn't feel like he did much of anything. Um, and it brings, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it brings back Amiko Yamane, and she's just there to deliver exposition. And it's like, it's true, but I don't know. Like, I, who, I, I don't know. I, that's not a problem to me, really. You know, I, I actually, I watched this like two days ago. Um, and in my opinion, it's, it's a much, it, it's probably like, I don't know, maybe the the second or third best film for me in the he- the Heisei era. Like it's it has a lot to offer in terms like there's a re- really cool idea like the idea of the original weapon that killed Godzilla mutating creatures that have the same ability that killed Godzilla in the first film. Like that's a cool idea. It kind of brings everything to full circle. I actually love Destroya. I think it's a great monster. Um, bringing back some of the original characters, like trying to tie like. Um, you know the image you main like bringing that like yeah it's meaningless exposition at some points but um i like the ideas they're just not always fleshed out well that's probably the biggest issue with it they just kind of feel like jumbled together maybe like my words <laughs> yeah um that's probably my my biggest issue with it and some of the really lazy Mad shots where like Godzilla's in Tokyo and people are clearly driving in their cars. <laughs> yeah, they're just dri- towards him still. <laughs> and, like, and 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 honest, I mean, we're gonna talk about like the effects work in this, right? And that that I mean, a lot of people pick on you know the the immobile little destroyers, but that's definite. This is definitely more inexcusable than anything. 
like at least with the little destroyers like i mean i and i guess like people who are staunch defenders of tokusatsu um often bring up uh and i mean we don't know uh and kawakita unfortunately is no longer here so no one can ask him but there's a famous story about frankenstein conquers the world where baragon is attacking a farm and there's a little miniature horse which is so goofy looking that you can't help but laugh and um there's a it's it's now like in myth form that someone approached Subaraya about it and said like uh you know don't you think it would be easier just to superimpose uh footage of a real horse over this and it would look better and 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 Subaraya said like yeah you know it would look more real but this is more interesting and so that's why some of the these movies, um, some of the effects are they aren't more for realism as more as they, as much as they are for feel. And I don't know if that's what Kawakita was doing um, with the miniature destroyers. A lot of people wrongly kind of cite the part where they're crawling on Godzilla, but those were actually fully mobile miniatures that are moving the whole time. And people may I don't know how people have suddenly started using doing the bandai destroyers joke for that scene um but just to to play mythbuster real quick there are no bandai toys in the movie they're all actual miniatures crafted for the film the ones that are on godzilla are are really big and they are actually very mobile i mean as mobile as something like that can be a remote controlled crab um now the there's a, that static shot before the military confronts the 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 aggregate destroyer that yeah there are immobile little destroyer miniatures that are just sitting there um and again and i don't know if kawakita was going for the subaraya thing of like yeah it looks super fake and dumb but it's more interesting or if it was really just like okay you know let's just get this in the can so we can move <laughs> on to the next shot i don't know but my i guess my point is like if we're going to we get so mad when people do attack, you know, a movie like Frankenstein Conquers the World for, like, a scene like with that horse, and we come up with these excuses, but then when a movie like Destroya does something similar, we just kind of, we, we you know, are like, well, there's no reason why this should look like this, but, and I mean, I don't know the answer, uh, but my point is, like, why, why are we, I don't want to say making excuses, but why are we, like saying it's okay for one to do this and not the other, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think the other issue, though, with this is, like, there's some of the effects in this are just bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, the, the, like, the the one, like, junior, like... The rolling junior? Yeah, when he's, like, skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, then, like you know, you have the one aggregate, the destroyer aggregate form when he when uh, it's attacking the reporter in the car. Like it's just it's just not convincing. Then you have like the whole alien ripoff thing, and then you have the really bad scene where like the the alien tongue comes out, destroy your mouth, and it's just like trying to. It's just it's really it's just not it's just not convincing at all. Um, but like those things don't really bother me. Because in the scheme of things, like I like what the story has to offer. I like uh, Destroya. I liked it. Like the ending of the film 
has you know Godzilla the emotional scene where like Godzilla is trying to revive his son after Junior gets killed by Destroya, and then like you just want to see him go and wreck Destroya after after that happens, and he freaking blows off like half of Destroya's face in one of the scenes. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, well, after then, Junior dies, when he kind of like loses his shit, is a pretty good scene. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a that's a great moment. Um, I, I don't know for for me like I just I really like the majority of the stuff to complain about the stuff that isn't good but there is a there is some stuff that isn't good there's some there's some stuff that seems like it's just lazy like you know bus is driving towards godzilla as he's rampaging through hong kong like i don't understand that still yeah i don't either i don't know what was going on i don't know like i those are those are things that i I, it's just like come on guys like what are you doing (laughs) Uh, the burning godzilla concept too is pretty awesome i wish they would have thought more about the uh, the science behind it. Like when I say science, you know, Godzilla melts down at 1,200 degrees, but he survived in a volcano that has temperatures much hotter than that. Somebody, no, somebody. Who cares? If you're going to be that guy, I'm going to slap, <laughs> slap the shit out of you. Who, who, who cares about that? I'm just, I'm, I mean, like, I don't be I don't know. that guy. <sighs> you know what? Just because you said that, I'm going to go vote for Trump. Oh, God. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I like this movie a lot still. Um, yeah. I think Biollante is the best of the Heisei series. Second best. I mean, I think King Ghidorah might be a better movie, but I think I might like Destroya a little bit more. Um, so honestly, and, you know, people can think I'm dumb all they want, but it's nostalgia and it's also just... It really does hold up for me, unlike some other movies. Like, as a kid, I liked Space Godzilla, and as an adult, I'm like, eh. But, so honestly, like, Destroya, I'm, uh, you know, I'm confident in being able to, I, I, I give it a four. Yeah, I'm actually right there with you. Um, I, I would also give it a four. Like, it's, it's one of the, one of the films that, despite the flaws, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a lot to the story, if you, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm I'm enamored with the fact that they can re they can bring back some of the stuff from the first film to try to tie out the last film. And yes, it's not all fleshed out, but like it just it for me it works well enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. Well, that's the Heisei series. Uh, we're trying to break up the Godzilla episodes a little more. So I actually think ne- the episode that will be released after this, we're going to start getting into King Kong. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Heisei series, the, it, it, the repu- its reputation has gone down a little bit over the years. But for me, overall, most of it holds up, I think. I, I agree. And I, I think my closing comment is, like, I, I got to meet Satsuma um, at Fandom Fest. And, I, like, I, I gush over this all the time because he – during one of his panels, they asked all the Godzilla uh, suit actors – to like do their version of Godzilla and like he still does it with such a ferocity like the way that he moves and the way that he carries himself and um I don't know like to me he's kind of like my Godzilla like is like Nakajima and him are kind of neck and neck and I think Nakajima because he has that kind of like that personality to Shawa Godzilla but this is kind of like my that ferocity that that that's how Sigma brings, like, that's what I prefer in Godzilla's portrayal. Yeah, no, I, I love him as Godzilla. Um, I mean, I only met him, actually, maybe a year after this movie came out, because it was uh, summer of 96, at uh, my first Godzilla convention. Um, 
But also, like, I remember, like, before these movies were readily available here, I was just reading about the making of them in G-Fan, and then, you know, once they went on to the bootleg market, that's how I originally saw these. So I remember the anticipation of waiting a year to to see Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, Space Godzilla, Destroya. Like, I remember the anticipation of waiting to see those as they were coming out. So, you know, I, I do still have some nostalgic attachment to this series, and part of it is Satsuma, and, you know, part of it is just that anticipation of, you know, before the internet and before you're able to read plot details and see all these stills and know everything Im- immediately, <laughs> it was always really cool to... Finally, be like, oh, these guys finally have the new Godzilla movie, and sending away for it, and waiting like that was before when mail took forever, so waiting like three weeks to get it, and you know, I mean, you know, it, we we have more resources now, which is great, but you know, I mean, that that's how I grew up watching these. Yeah, I I I mean, like, what's funny is now Shin Godzilla is going to probably leak onto the internet like in two more days. I'm not watching. I'm not, not saying I'm not saying to watch it. What I'm saying is, like, we had to wait forever to see these films, and now, like, <laughs> two days after they hit, you know, another country, they leak onto the internet. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just a ridiculous like how much the internet has changed um, the availability of stuff now too. Yeah, um, but no, that's the Heisei series. Um, most of them are good, so there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, well, I guess that's all we got, right? Jason X. Woohoo. Yeah, go go watch if you learn if you do anything after listening to this, go it's go watch Jason X. <laughs> and uh Leprechaun Back to the Hood. All right, yeah. 